What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Why China's Social Relief Efforts Have Fallen Short Written by Tang Ailin and Tsai Suijiao Published in Caixin Global Read for you by Sylvia Franke In 2007, Guan Xinping, a professor at Nankai University, visited Beijing to participate for the first time in discussions for legislation on China's social assistance system a comprehensive welfare plan to ensure all citizens' basic living standards. Several scholars and professionals, including Guan, had arrived in the Chinese capital on invitation by the Ministry of Civil Affairs for the week-long event held at a hotel. In the past, policies on social relief were disjointed, so this was an attempt to integrate the social relief system through legislation, Guan said. As the meeting drew to a close, there was optimism among civil servants involved that the draft could be successfully submitted to the Standing Committee of the National People's Congress for deliberation, as Guan recalled. The professor himself was even informed that he could prepare for further interpretation of the draft. But those efforts did not yield the desired result. Since 1994, this proposed legislation project has been included four times in the NPC Standing Committee legislative agenda, and a draft was released for public feedback in 2020. Despite decades in the pipeline, this proposed legislation has yet to enter the process for deliberation. Even today, the social relief system still follows guidance from a regulation document issued in 2014 by the State Council China's cabinet, which many scholars say has weak legal standing and overly broad provisions. Experts say there is a need to accelerate legislation on social relief, especially as demand has evolved with the economic and social development of recent years. While they acknowledged the complexity of a social relief system, experts say it is necessary to redefine the scope, methods, and standards to meet diverse needs as well as to get civil affairs departments to take a leading role and better coordinate relief efforts, especially in light of how the demand for temporary assistance has been highlighted by the COVID-19 pandemic. A protracted legislative process. According to scholars, the MPC Standing Committee had intended to deliberate the legislation's draft for the first time in 2013, but the State Council Executive Meeting did not approve the draft. The State Council's regulation document was then issued in February 2014, which covered eight social relief aspects, including minimum living allowances, aid for medication and education, and succor for disaster victims. According to Cheng Gongchong, a professor at Renmin University of China, the temporary regulation does not offer enough guidance for the entire system to operate. He wrote an article in August 2015 calling for the legislative process to continue a year after the 2014 document's release. 
Chung, who also participated in a seminar on the legislation 15 years ago, acknowledged the difficulty in coordinating different government departments in the lawmaking process. When I saw dozens of departments attending the meeting to incorporate their relevant work content into the law, I knew that this law would be difficult to enact because it is impossible to include all of the issues, he said. It is impossible to clarify issues which have not been resolved in reality, in a law. Several government departments are involved in the social services, including civil affairs, health care, education, housing, and several others. In Chung's opinion, the poor workflow process is to be blamed for the unorganized information, resources, and policies, as well as for the lack of coordination between different rescue projects. Difficulties in Coordinating the Welfare Network In order to regularly assess and address problems for China's underprivileged, the State Council in 2017 ordered the creation of a national coordination mechanism, which was to be headed by the government officials and civil affairs departments, and involve relevant departments such as health and education departments. In practice, the mechanism still has its limitations. A social worker in Beijing's Xichang district told Tsai Xin that although different bureaus are capable of completing tasks that fall within their responsibilities, they still expected the Civil Affairs Department to act as a safety net to handle them for some special cases. Both the local officials and the relevant departments need to coordinate, otherwise it will be hard to push through comprehensive policy implementation, he said. One solution to solve the intergovernment coordination issue is to create separate laws. According to Yao Jianping, a professor at North China Electric Power University who focuses on social policy, some academics are advocating that social aid on basic living allowance and other forms of aids be covered by separate laws. Yang Yixiong, a professor at Renmin University of China, is also a proponent of splitting the legal framework, as he believes that there are too many social assistant projects with stark differences. Yang also suggested that the Civil Affairs Department should establish a nationwide database of low-income families and families living in poverty for better information sharing among different government departments. Meanwhile, the allocation of funds for social aid from the central and local governments should be better designed by having their responsibilities clearly stipulated, experts suggest. According to a 2021 government statistical bulletin, the total amount of funds used for subsistence allowances, support for the needy and temporary relief during the year exceeded 200 billion yuan, with fiscal funds serving as the primary source. Currently, there is no clear regulation on the distribution of fiscal responsibilities among central and local governments. Some Western regions in China face a common problem of overdependence on the central government's transfer payments, former Vice Minister of Civil Affairs Gong Pu Guang noted. For instance, the majority of counties in northwest China's Shanxi province receive their social relief funding primarily from central and provincial governments, with the central government's funds paying for 95% of the subsistence allowance needed. Enhancing Temporary Relief The interim needs for social aid have been especially highlighted during the COVID-19 pandemic, 
as families in lockdowns run into financial difficulties. There is insufficient attention paid to temporary needs brought by unemployment, as temporary social relief usually focuses on emergencies such as natural disasters, Guan said. Guan has submitted suggestions to the Ministry of Civil Affairs that the scope of temporary social relief be expanded to include people whose incomes have been reduced, who lost their jobs, or are having financial difficulties due to the pandemic. The social relief system should have contingency plans and corresponding legal provisions in order to handle such emergencies, he said. For frontline social workers, however, there are practical issues with rendering relief efforts, including a lack of manpower and difficulty in identifying those who are in need of relief. According to the Beijing-based social worker, newly recruited social workers often lack motivation and support, leading to staff leaving after one or two years on the job. The result is a lack of a stable workforce and experienced employees who can navigate complex social relief policies that require several years of learning and application. When it comes to identifying people in need of relief, this can be equally complicated. One example is how people don't actually live in the communities as recorded in their huko or household registration. This makes it difficult for people to apply for social relief at their current place of residence. In addition, many who need aid are not familiar with making applications online. According to the 7th National Census, the domestic migrant population in China has reached 376 million, with more than two-thirds of them interprovincial migrants, and there are nearly 500 million people who don't live in communities recorded in their household registration. Vulnerable groups are also often unaware of their rights, according to Song Tsonghe, head of the Zhongmin Social Assistance Institute. A survey conducted by the Beijing Municipal Bureau of Civil Affairs found that approximately 70% of low-income households surveyed didn't know what they were entitled to. Thus, local civil affairs bureaus regularly have trouble obtaining enough data, leaving them more reliant on personal declarations from people in need. Young suggested that the key measure to tackle problems related to the household registration is to establish provincial-level platforms to manage social aid for low-income residents, while allowing interprovincial migrants to apply for social aid at their current place of residence. The head of the Ministry of Civil Affairs Social Relief Division, Liu Tang, also acknowledged in a forum held in late November that social assistance for rural-to-urban migrants is relatively insufficient now. The civil affairs departments are currently looking into decoupling the temporary social aid system from household registration and having it linked to the place of residence, he said. 